Let me put you on game. Don't listen to people who lose or you'll do the same. Stop talking to people who don't give a fuck what you say. Stop spending your money on weed, go hop on a plane. Stop pointing the finger and start taking some of the blame. Let me put you on game. The money is up and it's down, it's just how it goes. Everyone's going through something that nobody knows. Relax, stay in your lane, leave people alone. Don't buy a car on a chain when you don't have a home. Don't worry about having a lot of friends, you only need one. Pussy is cool, it's better, it's making a dream come. Value your time, value your health, value your freedom. Fuck where you got your degree from. Let me put you on game. Don't listen to people who lose or you'll do the same. Stop talking to people who don't give a fuck what you're saying. Stop spending your money on weed, go hop on a plane. Stop pointing the finger and start taking some of the blame. Let me put you on game. Control your emotions, most of the time it's really not worth it. Don't be ashamed and beat yourself up for not being perfect. Don't be entitled, the world doesn't care if you think you deserve it. Don't fall in love with someone until you know what's beneath the surface. Protect your space, people are energy vampires. Once you get burnt, don't put your hand back in the damn fire. Fuck the potential, you should assume they're not gonna change. You know it's okay to cut people off, don't be afraid. Let me put you on game. Don't listen to people who lose or you'll do the same. Stop talking to people who don't give a fuck what you're saying. Stop spending your money on weed, go hop on a plane. Stop pointing the finger and start taking some of the blame. Let me put you on game. Pay all your taxes, you know the government's really a game. If you gotta pick one, go for the money, don't go for the fame. Call up your mom, tell her you love her before it's too late. Call up your dad, tell him you love him before it's too late. Become who you want, don't be a slave to the person you were. Think for yourself, don't be a sheep and get lost in the herd. Believe what you see, you gotta be dumb to believe what you heard. Don't double back on your word. Let me put you on game. Don't listen to people who lose or you'll do the same. Stop talking to people who don't give a fuck what you're saying. Stop spending your money on weed, go hop on a plane. Stop pointing the finger and start taking some of the blame. Let me put you on game. Good afternoon. Welcome. This is the Spirit Animal Podcast, and today we do have a special guest, uh, Michael, also known as That Boy Too Lit, or also known as The Life of Mike. It is a pleasure to have him on here today as we will be talking about substance, great topics between entrepreneurship and his movement through his development from ground zero all the way to the top, or where he is right now in his evolutionary state. This is episode 10. So thank you so much for tapping in. Without further ado, Michael, brother, thank you so much. Appreciate you having me, man. Hope everybody was listening to that song. (laughs) Intro song, man. Those are some lyrics, man. Those are some lyrics for sure. It's quite quite refreshing, you know what I'm saying, for the hip-hop community, the hip-hop game, uh, to have somebody like Russ still spitting like that right now, you know? Yeah, man, it's somebody has to switch it up or keep some of the traction from before. Yeah. Uh, How's your day going so far, brother? Man, you already know, staying busy. It's a content day for me, so we do a lot of batch recording, and then uh, we have content for a week or so, you know, a week or two. Uh, so you were doing modeling out there, or were you just setting up production? What's going on? Um, this is more of podcasting, um, kind of like what we're doing right now. So, yeah, um, I had uh, Don Miliano answer some questions for me. 
you know um so it's it's kind of like that what batch recording is i don't know are you familiar with that since you do a podcast and everything so you just do a group of sets and then you save that off for content for the week yeah exactly yeah so i mean there's an editing you know process as well so after this after we get done with this podcast i get to edit you know a bunch of stuff but at least we'll be prepared for the week to come you know definitely man it is content for you and just development for as well for for yourself exactly bro since we are talking about routine that's one of the uh, first things i wanted to get into to delve with is is your routine do you have a, a set schedule where you have your workout or your religious practices what's your routine like in the morning <laughs> you know um just i feel like as an entrepreneur a lot of like ones that are out there right now they seem to have it all together you know structure routine you know a set schedule or whatever but mine's not actually that repetitive like i literally pick up from where i left off the day before <laughs> normally uh, that's that's my morning routine it's pretty much just wherever i crashed out at is where i pick up from you know and where and then i get on calls i send emails i'm headed to meetings you know or shoots you know seeing a client whatever the case may be but i'm picking up from where i left off the day before and i'm constantly picking up more work you know new clients new projects um to my agenda so you know we don't work nine to fives we uh <laughs> we work damn near 24 hours in a day like we work damn near those 24 hours like i'd probably say a good 16 to 20 of those hours you know i barely get that much sleep but i mean even after a full days of work all those hours i i go work out uh i wind down and my wind down is not the normal wind down i lay in bed and i start editing i start um planning out my day for for the next day or the next week and then i wake up and i pick up right where <laughs> i left off right there you know so my routine is not as routine as some might think um it's pretty much just going with the flow because the flow is very busy very spontaneous um and you know it moves in different directions but all in all it's productive and it, it's headed you know in the right directions but do you feel like there's one day where you miss certain things like working out and it just shifts you out or does it absolutely. take you off balance uh, for the past two months, I put so much on my work plate that I've had less time for, you know, me, which is like taking care of myself, but like eating, eating enough calories in a day for my metabolism, working out, um, you know, staying consistent at the gym. So um, let's say I gained a good 20 pounds of muscle when I was uh, consistently in the gym. I'd say I lost those 20 pounds already you know just from just from the workload that i take on because i always want to level up at, at at a pace that like some people might not consider healthy or you know in their perspective and in their work ethic they might not take on as much as that workload but for me you know i have a different vision and a different timeline as other people may have so it's a sacrifice, bro, that I take, and um, I'm back to balancing that out. So, yes, it does have yeah. a great effect. It does have a great effect on, you know, 
certain things that I wish I could implement every day in my schedule, which is eating right and hitting the gym. But um, I'm finding that balance right now as we, you know, as we speak pretty much uh, last week. is when I started finding a, a good balance for all that. Pretty and much. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead, bro. My bad. No, I was saying is your diet consist of a certain type of like structure. Do you like, max your carbs on a certain day or like what is your regimen for feeding yourself yeah uh for me um i have a high metabolism so um people like us have um a hard time putting on weight so we have to understand that we have to eat at least like five thousand calories a day if we want to see some significant gains so that's what that's what my daily diet is um starting to be again because when i did gain the 20 pounds of muscle and was in the gym I was eating 5,000 calories a day, so I'm back to that. Um, that's what it has to be. And, you know, someone who can burn all of that doesn't really necessarily have to focus on what he's eating as far as m how much calories. It's like tracking the numbers, you know. Or like your intake rather than anything else. Like it's just how much I can eat. Yeah. And then you have to and work that out. You know, you can't just eat. You have to definitely put in as much work in the gym so. yeah man i can imagine bro well before we dive any deeper and, and i'm glad that we spoke about routine uh because that's something that we were kind of off in, in our meeting we were supposed to meet sometime about a year ago at one of the content shoots that you had and what's awesome oh, yeah, is yeah. that did you initiate that bro or who, who yeah. delved with that project yeah. So, um, so me and my partner, uh, business partner, good friend, um, pretty much my brother out here in Phoenix, man, his name is Don Miliano. And, um, he was just known for these fashion shows and these super lit parties and, you know, getting a vibe together at the clubs, whether it be Scottsdale or Phoenix or wherever. And, um, you know, he was just known in that industry and me and him had tapped in on some creative, uh, vibes and, uh, pretty much on some business um, as far as that industry. And we kind of came together on an event to where we could bring more culture, I would say, over to Arizona, to the city of Phoenix and and, and uh, the surrounding areas. Because we've invited people from Tucson. You know, you were invited. And, um, you know, Alexa was invited. A lot of people from Tucson, uh, um, Lionel came out to model, like, a lot of people from Tucson was involved as well. So it is an Arizona thing. So we're bringing this, this culture, this, um, this fashion meets, you know, um, photography, videography, just creative minds. And people were published from these events, you know. So uh, your question is whether it was me. It wasn't just me. It was me and my boy, Don Miliano, that really, uh, that really put this thing together. Uh, so I always got to shout out the people that are close to me that I'm working with that I can just be and, and, and create with, you know, and just we're trying to pioneer a few a few things like the industry content shoot. That's definitely one of them that we're trying to pioneer out here. Just just in all in an effort to bring more culture like you would see out in L.A. and New York and, you know, because we're just as dope and we're just as creative and we're just not. We're just as talented, if not more talented, like out here. So it, it, it's it's nice to be able to bring that here and people just indulge in it because the the pro like 
the the results that we got from that event um every time we've thrown them like those images just are amazing from people being published in magazines and all kinds of new work that they get from that uh you know it's just and i see people like develop it like at that event where like they become photographers you know it's like some people just meet that it's that's a it's chill bro like i, I for yeah, sure have to go to one of the next ones we've sparked some creative like flames inside of some people at these events and now they're just you know incredible at what they do and it was like an event like that that did that for them and i like just honored to be able to do that you know what i mean feels yeah, good bro, it's 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 just more than than that and and fortunately we didn't meet at that event but we were supposed to thanks to alexa she actually um we were talking about it because i wanted to do some type of setup with snakes or bring up some animals yeah like see that would have been so safe like an exotic animal shoot like so many of the models would have loved that i think it would have been great you know we probably had them sign some consent forms or whatever but just the images we would have got out of something like that man i feel like we still have to we still have to do that oh definitely brother we we have to collab and what i mean by collab is like you send me your rates i'll send you your rates you know how that works yeah. Yeah. for sure brother bro like being in in in, in phoenix and in, in as as well working in tucson do you feel like the industry changes from state to state or does it switch from um, city to city i mean obviously there's more people up in the the phoenix area so the industry's larger the opportunities are they come you know they're more common to grab up on a, uh to to capitalize on an opportunity but as far as the differences um people are just as talented and creative in tucson arizona than they are in phoenix um and those people tend to drift towards phoenix only because i feel like it's the mindset of people um when your mindset you know is stuck i like this is no offense because i was even that person as well um but when your mindset is like stuck on like your scope is like this small it's like you stay there because you don't see anything outside of that scope that you're looking at you know so when 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 you broaden that scope and you see a bigger picture you know your mentality kind of opens up to to more things and and you're able to capitalize on more opportunity and just create you know more opportunity for yourself so you can grow so i feel like for me i'm gonna I'm just say for me so nobody you know feels any type of way but for me i felt like i was hitting a ceiling in tucson because of the mentality of the common people around me um someone that was just as hungry as me with the, as much work ethic or vision as me was very rare to come across and um you know i feel like a lot of people in phoenix they have their own money and they have their own assets so they're not out trying to rob anybody they're not out trying to you know get over on people they're really trying to collaborate and grow um their own businesses and and yours that's what a collaboration is right so um there's not a lot of competing versus collaboration and in tucson i feel like it's a little bit different like I feel like there's more competing than there is collaboration. And um, 
So as far as industries, I feel like the industries don't really differ that much. People are dope at what they do, whether it be makeup, modeling, uh, rapping, music, singing, uh, what you do, podcasts, uh, everything like that is it's there. You go to Tucson, the food is great. Everything is there. But I would say the difference, the biggest difference would be mentality wise and perspective as far as, you know, wanting to compete more than collaborate. And I feel like hey, don't get me wrong, bro, but it, it might be that that it is the, the surrounding areas. It's hard to cut you off there, bro. But it does happen to be a stash town where we're right next to a border and the mentalities are just not not there. I'm not putting people with with uh, lower incomes or lower statues of mind at that way either. But it, it comes to say, bro, that when you're a migrant and you're becoming part of that population, somehow that person is still developing. You know, and it's it's hard to yeah. develop when the, when that mindset is like down here and your level. No, yeah, I'm not saying. I, mean, that, yeah. I grew up like I grew up tough, man. You know, we were adopted because of the because of how we grew up. So it it's like for me, there's like a whole bunch of excuses, and you could only be caught up in in that mentality for for so long, like until you start blatantly ignoring your inner conscience that tells you what's wrong, what's right, you know, uh, what's a good role model, what's a not good, you know, role model. Um, when you're living that crazy life, you know, you're looking over your shoulder for the cops or, or your ops. And, you know, nobody really wants to live like that their whole life. So their, their, their inner void, their inner conscience is telling them like, yo, we got to switch it up. We got to do things different or, you know, this ain't it. But they choose to ignore that. And that's where I have to, you know, um, can't give too much sympathy towards people that choose to ignore that voice that kind of guides mm. them in the correct direction. No matter where they're from, their mm. environment, that no matter, you know, the circumstances, there's always that voice that just kind of says, yo, this is not it. Like, it's it for now, maybe. But you, you're you're destined for a bigger purpose, you know. Bro, oh, and and that's like the heart, you know. Like if you don't got heart for it, regardless if you're trying to move different, you're just not gonna do it because you don't got the fucking heart for it. You know. Yeah, and then you know, uh, there's people in your life that some people might skip their blessings because they ignore those people. Like, let's say someone came across this podcast right now with me and you speaking, and like they heard that. Now it's their decision whether they want to take it in and apply it to their life or if they want to just say, eh, whatever, I'm going to keep doing this thing that I do no matter, you know, the end results, whether it's jail, dead, or just poor, you know? Bro, and, and I've heard, I've done some studying on yourself too, listening to some of the clips that you've been putting up from your podcast. And I've seen that you kind of have like the similarity of road that I had, um, I was into, you know, narcotics, into all types of drugs, trafficking from Las Vegas here to, to Arizona back and forth. And it was like it, it was not cool, bro, because I had a family. I had kids, you know, I didn't only expose myself to it, but losing my family, you know, and it's it's that little voice. And it depends how heavy your heart is. So some people you have to go further than that. You got to mess up 10 times, 20 times in order for oh, yeah. them to understand. No, absolutely, bro. Absolutely sure yeah but like what was your your path bro like now that we're 
diving into that like you you said you were adopted but what exactly did yeah. you dive into as a kid like were you a, a hustler just hustling out you know whatever you could sell or what, what exactly was your ground yeah i mean obviously i've always had um i've had at, like by the time i was 12 i had political views on on the country you know i've had my hamster wheel perspective of the average person um and their and their their average life um at the age of 12 a uh, religious perspective so i had made a decision like probably by 16 to just i felt like we were the odds were so stacked against us that there was really no no breaking the system with a revolution that by the time I was 12, I wanted to start, wanted to start a revolution that could, you know, stop the world banks from capitalizing over this globe. And, you know, um, I'm being like, as you get older, like towards 16, I'm like, yo, if, if Abraham Lincoln couldn't do it and certain people like that were up there that had the power to influence enough people to start, revolutions like you know, what do i think i'm gonna do so i kind of let my friends that were around me influence me to where i was doing all the wrong things bro and i'm talking about you know from selling trees to holding guns and sticking up for friends that might have been in the wrong but we still fighting with them and just stupid bro it's real real just real dumb like and you know I had my heart broken probably the first time, like around 15 or 16. So, you know, after that, you know, I, I didn't really like believe in like the fairy tale stuff. So I didn't treat girls like, you know what I mean, that well. So I feel like I started off in my, I started off with a great perspective around 12 years old, probably the best perspective I've had since, you know, now. Um, and then, and then I led off into the wrong direction, you know, and, and it wasn't until my mom's, um, uh, took me out of, uh, you were in Tucson. So I was in Santa Rita at the time and we was bad, man. We was bad. So she noticed the change in me. So she took me out and, and put me in compass compass, bro. Mm -hmm. Compass changed my life. Like. Remember, remember in high school we we were uh, we were in stereotype demographics like we we were uh, segregated. There's the Mexicans, the you know the hood, the the jocks, the you know whatever. Like it was all separated. Emo kids were separated, and um and and um we didn't we we would judge each other, right? We would hang out with our small groups and we would judge each other. But when I went to Compass, that all changed everybody hung out with everybody so we weren't judging anybody we really got to know people for who they were so i'm hanging out with emo kids i'd have never hung out with I, my, my whole mind and perspective opened up and i was less judgmental but uh you know i think everyone has to hit a rock bottom i hit a rock bottom i uh i lost you know someone that i i held dear to, to myself and you know i felt alone at one time uh so, you know, I, I so, so much to where, you know, I, I had to cry myself to sleep or 
you know, one night cry and then you just wake up one day and you realize like, yo, I never want to feel like this again. I got to change. And I knew, you know, I was, um, I was turning every emotion that I felt into anger, whether it had been a uh, jealousy, embarrassment, just any emotion, any emotion, uh, I would turn it into anger. And that's when I realized, yo, I'm just immature, you know? And that was, bro, that wasn't until I was like 20, like 28, like close to 28. Like I was, I felt like I was immature. So it wasn't until then I really feel like a real shift um, happened. And then I started uh, diving deep, deep inside here. And I was no longer about letting other people influence me to behave how I behave, to just do the things that I did. And I, I stopped being influenced by the outside world. And I, I started getting to know this inside world in here and in here. And it's so much more depth to this world in here and in here than there even is out here. So like- it, It's, it's it just like a speck of the reflection, brother. And I can relate a lot to what you're saying, bro. Like. Everybody has to go through something, but as a young Glenn and, and going through that shit is different because like, you look, for example, myself, man, I lost my dad at the age of 16. My mom left me when I was seven years old. I was an abandoned child, man. I should have been fucking committing suicide or something. And I was at that brink yeah. of, of committing suicide. But it was those breaking points when I was small that pushed me to that limit to say, I need to hustle or I need to get myself on my feet. Because I need to put my own bread. I need to feed myself at the age of 17, 18, you know. And I was the type of kid, bro, that that would settle for myself or, or get my, my shit right. But before I got my shit right, everybody around me had to be right, too. Because that's yeah. that's how I felt. Because I was a giving person because everybody around me was poor. So what could I do to, to, to level up? Just like you, bro, you're saying I level up to this, I level up to that. Well, because it had a push. You know, pressure isn't just applied by nothing. You you gotta apply it because it's hurt, pain, and it's it's sometimes blood. And death was very close to me as a kid, man. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I always bro, feel like we all we all like share a similar story. Go ahead. No, go ahead, brother. And, and I can I can relate with that, man. If everybody can actually grab the balls to share their story, we'll figure out that everybody has some type of similarity between each other. And that's what makes everybody great. Because when you figure out that you're not this big glorified lion in front of everybody, but it's yeah. just a mirror of everybody else, you know, and right. you can help them to get there as well. It's like, that's more satisfaction, you know? Straight up. Bro, do you have any spiritual practices or religious practices? It might be a two-part question. Um, I, my spiritual practice has more to do with me and my, and inside here, my super subconscious and, and my religious practice, I, I would say faded a while ago. Um, just because I feel like religion, um, was almost used for the wrong reasons for a long time. And it created a lot of war. So I, I do have my feelings about religion, but as far as spirituality, um, I'm super in tune with that. I'm super in tune with the, you know, the frequencies and the, 
my vibe and, and, and all of that. So when I, my spiritual practice is more of a, a breathing um, and, and centering myself and finding that center. So when I'm there, I could hear my super subconscious talking to me and, um, and you know, it's a lot of self-reflection. It's, it has a lot to do with self-reflecting and, um, you know, I, a lot of, a lot of expressing gratitude without even speaking, you know, just out of my, my energy, allowing that energy, that, that energy of gratitude, um, just radiate off of me while I'm, you know, sitting there still centered. And sometimes I use the shower, you know, um, just as a place to, to be spiritual like that, to, to listen to my breathing and the water and um, kind of self-reflect. And it's pretty much the only time that I get to myself <laughs> when I'm not working and stuff. So I, I like as far as spirituality versus religion, that's where I'm at right now in my life. Um, what did you practice before, if you don't mind me asking, man? I grew up as a Catholic, you know, made my communion and whatever, but I feel like that's uh that's under the guidance of my parents. Once I was out of the house, I was I well out from under their roof. I was um I turned like I was uh Christian and I kind of just you know, what is it? I just made, I just, no, I wouldn't say converted or, or I just kind of, you know, made that decision to be Christian and uh, just go to Christian churches because it felt, felt better to me, felt more organic and real than the traditional Catholic uh, church where uh, some might consider boring or, you know, just the tradition of, uh, how they stretch things out and talk. And um, I feel like the Christian churches were talking our language of the time, you know, where you kind of felt like you could relate to the pastor more because he's not, you know, on some hardened, you know, like he's not on some traditional uh, stuff. So, so I kind of, you know, independently, like just started going towards Christian. Uh, but even after that, you know, I've had my share of uh, in, intel from like pol politics and, and religion and all that. So my perspective changed again, man. So. And it's a continuous evolution, bro. I'm pretty sure you've, you, you've seen it's relevant to that point where it's like you figure shit out and it's not that it, it hurts you in any way, but sometimes when things kind of like when you vibrate out of certain places where you know that you no longer revolve around that group or some people start leaving you for some odd reason that's because you're leveling up to a higher vibration which is the same thing with religion bro it's something that's holding you back from you developing to something even larger in my eyes at least you know you might have a different perspective no yeah i just i, I feel like religion um it could be great you know, but it was used for things that were not so great. Um, but the people that use it for a righteous path, I mean, that's that's great just right there. 
you know, it has a lot of pros to it. You know, it, it, it gives people hope. It, 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 it sets down righteous guidelines so people are not shitty people, you know, so. And that's, those are those are the things that w we can tap into that, bro. When it goes down the spiral, but like like you saying that, like I understand that we have to have rules, like you know, respecting your elders, respecting this, this, and that. But to the point where it is sacrilegious for you to have a separate wife or to have another wife or to do certain things that you're not allowed to do certain things, that is setting boundaries to something that you could develop. And what I mean by that is that if you fuck up by doing something wrong, that is permanent or not really even a bad issue. You know, in our eyes, we're, we're now condemned because the religion says so. But if there's yeah. no condemning, if we don't put anything to heaven or hell, then what are the rules? You know, and that's where creators come into play like you and myself. Like we create, we create our own world. And it's a different boundary that religion sets because if you go to church and you're going to a priest and they're telling you, you got to do this. And if you hurt your wife, you're a bad person. Well, hell yeah, you're beating your wife. You're a bad person. But what is it before that you did that still made you a bad person? It all leads to a step, you know, and if it's a bad person, yeah. it's going to lead to a vicious cycle because you're, you're doubting yourself when you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, I can feel that vibe, too, where, where religion kind of left my step. I still practice certain things like uh, Santeria or Yoruba. And it's more of like a naturalistic thing where I go down to nature and meditate by myself or leave certain things for certain deities as an offering. Yeah. Bro, how do you combine your spirituality practice, meaning your balance and your business? Um. You know what? I feel like one balances the other. Um, if I didn't have that spiritual training, which I explained, like, you know, breathing and, um, let, you know, listening to, to the voice, um, I wouldn't be able to balance this business stuff. You know, I have so many hats that I wear on the business side of things that, if it wasn't for that spiritual practice, I don't think I would be able to hold my composure as I, as I do. Um, so they go hand in hand, you know. Uh, there's times where you're not always going to like the person you're in business with or the potential client you're talking to or how they're treating you. And literally it all boils down to how you react, right? So when you're able to, you know, that they're talking to you some type of way that maybe in the past would have, uh, you know, brought out this reaction out of you, but, you know, nowadays you're tapped into your spirituality to where you're able to just let that breathe, like breathe, let it go. When you breathe out, just keep on going. And, you know, it doesn't get in the way of your money and your business. Um, so I, I feel like it, it's been, it's been a positive balance for me to, to have that training, you know, in, you know, as far as business, I feel like one balances out the other. <laughs> yeah, man. Like if, if you don't have a routine, like you're saying, like you're, you might be going to the gym to 
to just let everything out. You might go to the shower just to breathe all those things out or just express it out. But it comes to play the same situation, bro. Like I've had a, a mentor in Vegas tell me, he's like, you let your emotion get to you before you can actually make the sell. And what that meant to me was like the sell is regardless of what's happening, it's going to happen. You know, if that person's pissed off or if somebody where you pick up the phone and they're like, oh, you got the wrong person. Yeah, you might be the wrong person, but I got something for you that might change your life. You know, something like that. But that's like a pitch that you can change. And it's all about what you're saying. Perspective. If you don't got that perspective to say, I'm going to switch up right now, regardless if this guy's telling me to fuck off, I'm going to sell you something because you got me into that space now. You right. you got me pissed off. So now I'm, I'm going to hustle you out. And that's yeah. the way I feel like I take my anger to that level where I like if you're if you're pissing me off, I'm going to sell you something or you're going to become my number one fan, you know, because yeah. haters are, are always fans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. I totally agree with you. Yeah, brother, appreciate that, man. And it's it's it it comes with with that push, that pressure as well, bro. Like if you you can't see these things to develop that perspective to just switch up the game. Like, what are you going to do in a, in a bad situation? You know, it's always going to be a no yeah. for you. Yeah. Yep. So I feel like I've been able to improvise a negative situation and turn it into a positive one just because of that spirituality training that I've um, that I've had. And um, it's been good for business. So they balance each other out. And you do this like self-training yourself, bro, or you just do research or do you go to certain places and, and practice yoga or meditation? No, man, I did it myself. Uh, like I said, that that night that I that I felt at my lowest, I just that was the day that it all happened. And I started manifesting my life from there, from my car to, you know, my, my circle to businesses that I have and everything's been manifested from that day on and it, it was all because i finally realized that we have all the power inside of us and we just choose to ignore to the to ignore the voice and uh to ignore you know using it we don't even use it we rather make everyone else happy than ourselves so by making everyone else happy you actually make yourself miserable and um once I once I realized that, everything changed. Yeah, man, it's all about your energy. And if your energy is low, if you, if you're vibrating out of certain environments, you're not going to change, you know. And if that's, it looks like you tapped into something at the age of twelve. That's sick. Absolutely, I did, but I lost touch um, with it. And what's crazy is this: people are like, "Yo, you change, like you're changing," and. and it's for the better and stuff. And what's crazy is I'm actually not changing. I'm actually going back to who I was before I was tainted by this world and the people that I let influence me and change me to the person that you may know. But there's a person that I know before you ever met me. And that person was pure. He never smoked weed, he never drank alcohol. He never, you know, lived the lifestyle that you guys saw. He was pure and his ideas were untainted and he was a genius. And 
it, it's more of going back to who I truly am versus changing. Does that make sense? It's evolution, bro. <laughs> you know, you have to go back to your roots in order to become who you are. Like you wouldn't be here as your ancestors weren't there. So it's the process of you becoming a child. Yeah. And you becoming a child, it's it's that quote, tabula rasa, which means yeah. clean slate. Anything mm -hmm. that's clean is pure. And once, like you're saying, once it's tainted by the thoughts or the 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 customs of our family or government, whatever you wanted to call it, it's gonna eventually become dirty but it's our job to take the cloth off and just continue as a kid man i, I can feel you bro because as a even child your emotions tame you even your emotions do that to you so you have to learn you know how to undo that those emotions like the way you react to them so they they you have to learn how to not let those emotions taint you as well you know you become a bitter person and you're not yourself anymore you're not your happy glowing uh, usual self, um, all yeah. because the bitterness, and you have to learn how to do that as well. Absolutely, bro, and it, it comes with time. You know that that little kid does does need to heal too, and it, you got to go back and and give him a hug first, and then tell him, "Let's go." You know, it's time to to hop on the ride. Let's fucking go. That's what I did. I did that for sure, <laughs> bro. Why did you choose entrepreneurship? Um. I felt like I've always, like I said, since the age of 12, I had that perspective, right? So I always felt like I was gonna lead a revolution. Um, once I found out how dangerous that was, like I said, and how pretty uncommon it is for people to be successful and such. Uh, remember I told you I, I went down the wrong path, but uh, you know, working nine to fives for all of these successful business owners that I'm employed by, you know, I couldn't help but see the bigger picture there and like how we go every day, nine to five, all those hours of our life every week to make somebody's dream come true and turn them into multi-millionaires. And I've watched one. I worked for a shade company down there in Tucson and I watched his company grow from where he was to multi-millions of dollars. And he expanded into a new warehouse and I helped build that warehouse. I have, I was moving on to be like um, a manager. And, and, you know, I asked myself, is this something I want to do for the next five, 10 years, work for this dude and help him become even more successful and me like not because I see myself as a leader for like, and I just said, nah, man, there's something like I'm more significant than that. So, I had that conversation with him. I said, yo, you're about to give me a promotion. Um, but I come every day, nine to five, to make your dream come true. I want to work nine to five to make my dream come true. I have dreams and aspirations, too. And I feel like this is something that I need to do now so I can be at your level when I'm your age. And he was like, bro, that mentality right there is the reason you're going to make it. And you're going to be a great entrepreneur. And I never looked back from there. I've never had a job since then. Like, I've made a living just off of creativity and, and the, the businesses that we've created. Bro, and that's, that's the thing. Created. 
it, it, a lot of people don't know what we're talking about when we say entrepreneurship because to them it's a big word that flatters a lot of things. But in reality, it could be you selling, you know, cheesecakes at a corner store, you selling something, you know, whatever it is, you're still an entrepreneur because you're taking something and creating it into something and selling and making money off of it. So that's what makes you an entrepreneur. Bro, what were your businesses in the beginning? For example, you started modeling, you started something with um, with your uh, homie or your, your par business yeah. partner. I feel like... Um only everyone in only like Tucson uh, knows that I literally my first type of business was me as an artist, uh, music. I made money off of it. I did. What shows. do you mean music? I, what type I, of shows? I did hip hop and R and B. I was on the radio, Hot ninety eight three. I sub headlined every big concert that was coming out uh, at that time. We had a group. Um, as well and man we had the name we was buzzing out there visiting schools doing little school tours and just we were buzzing man i i just i would go to a show and this crowd of thousands of people would be singing my songs and i didn't even have to sing the hooks they sung the hooks they knew the verses and it was it was a good time of my life where i was songwriting for other artists and engineering in the studio and making money just off of recording people so um that was my first little business was throwing shows um ticket sales um recording people in the studio uh just music music was the first one and then uh it went into to modeling and um actually it went into production me and my brother uh, we started going out on tours, doing uh, music festivals, uh, Bonnaroo, uh, Lollapalooza, Ultra, like a whole bunch of big music festivals. Country, uh, Country Thunder, you guys know that one in Florence. It's also in Canada, Florida, Kansas. Um, uh, it's in a lot of places, Country Thunder. But uh, we would do Astro World with uh, Travis Scott. Um, but we learned a lot, man, and we became. Uh, stage techs and, and project managers and crew chiefs and, and took all that um, and applied it at home for a production company, uh, ITOR. And my brother was at the U of A, so he, he landed contracts uh, doing the frat parties, sorority parties, and we're just doing stuff at Rialto Theater, General Benz, um, you know, no anchovies, and just booming business. And my brother just, he, he kills it, man. He's He's, a, he's something else. Um, so successful with the production company. Then goes I go to modeling. You know, I have friends telling me, yo, if you don't model, I'm not even going to be your friend anymore. Like, you're a waste of a face. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, no, literally. literally. Um, and, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. Um, shit, as soon as I did, I was getting brand deals. Um you know, I did Forever 21. I did H&M. I did um, Russell Athletics, uh, a couple other brands just reaching out, sending me gear. I'm posting content. At that same time I'm posting content, I'm getting good at editing it, making reels. Like, I'm like, man, this is fun. So I get, cam I get a camera. I get, you know, everything I need to start editing stuff, too, and, and shooting my own stuff. And and now I'm marketing for companies and different people 
and everything just grows and, and grows and grows, bro. Like, and I seen you recently out. at a Casino del Sol, right? You you guys shot a, a commercial out yeah. here. Yeah, so we shot a commercial at Casino del Sol, and that commercial played halftime Super Bowl. Um, the first year that commercial came out, and that was huge for me. Like, for everyone to call me, message me, you know, DM me, like, yo, I just saw you halftime Super Bowl you in a commercial. I was like, dang, man, that's dope. That's dope. It's got to be a feeling, uh, bro. <laughs> nah, it was a great feeling. So shout out to Alexa for getting me that gig, too. She got me that gig, bro. So um, I've done a couple commercials with Casino Del Sol now. That was fun. And Ziggy, Ziggy, my boy Ziggy, uh, he flew me out to Houston, and we did like three commercials out there. Yeah, man, it's all about becoming, you know, the demographic that you're in right now. Arizona is great, bro. But once you expand to L.A. or outside of the, the states, like you, you, you just feel it, man. It's like it's it, it's just it's like a big snowball that just goes and goes and goes. And that's how I felt, bro. When I first got my gigs at, at the clubs, it just started spiraling and my clients just went up the roof. And it's I'm blessed, bro. And I'm thankful for all the promoters and all the people out there, bro, because it. They're literally stepping stones to us, man. It's not us. It's the people that are helping us. Absolutely. That's why I always collab, not compete. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Bro, did you have any particular line of business before becoming a model, before doing the whole thing with uh, production? No, man. No, all those, all those things, music, modeling, production, videography, photography, marketing, um, the modeling uh, agency that we started or a booking agency. Um, I even have a, uh, a a business called Gym Heads. It's a product that I sell on Amazon. But before all that, man, I was just, just like everyone else, just going to work nine to five, working for somebody else. And uh, it's not where I saw myself for the rest of my life. Uh, definitely saw myself creating things that were just as big as those people that we work nine to five for. So even Jim Hedge is, is a, a business that I'm looking to, to expand here pretty soon. So Definitely, bro. Do you have links to website or any, any stuff that you're selling as well from Jim? Oh, yeah. Official Jim Heads on all platforms. Official Jim Head. Uh, awesome, bro. I'll, I'll drop that stuff Amazon. in the link. So if you guys want to buy stuff from, from official Jim Heads, we'll drop that as well. Yeah, Amazon. Um, it's it's basically a phone uh, mount that you um, that you use in the gym for uh, creative content that uh, a lot of personal trainers like to use. A lot of people that want to see their form. Some people even use it just for to look at their playlist while they're doing a squat or you know watch a video while they're on the treadmill. So um, you could use it for all kind of things. I have uh, influencing friends, uh, influencers on Instagram. And they use it just, you know, just to record themselves talking or, you know, doing a haul for brands and stuff like that. So it's not just for the gym. Uh, you could use it on your refrigerator. You could use it for this phone call that we're doing right now, this interview podcast. You could stick Bro, it so check right? it out. So so we're, we're reptile people, right? We have a, a shitload of rack systems and we can't have a big tent or something out like that. But if we can stick it to our racks and we're recording... You know that that's you guys need to buy that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So before before all these business ventures that I'm on right now, 
I didn't have no no business venture going on, man. Besides uh, my music and being a nine to five worker like the rest of us. Definitely, bro. Well, as, as long as you figured out your journey and you're on the right path and evolving as you're there, bro, that's all that matters, man. Man, I'm telling you, it's just like it's it's always been there. You go nine to five every day, you still have all these dreams, but it's that it's that point in your life where you decide, you know what? I'm taking the risk. I'm do- doing it. Like I, I don't. There's no other option. I gotta quit my nine to five. I gotta go nine to five for me. And it's it, it was crazy. Is it's not nine to five for you? It it's pretty much it's twenty four seven, up, bro. Yeah, as soon as you wake up, till you crash out. And then when you wake up, you're going to do it all again. There's no days off. On my days off, I'm taking a day off one thing to do another. That's my day off. Oh, you have a day off of, of marketing. Okay, well, too bad. You're working on this now. There's some modeling that you, has to be done. There's a podcast or whatever. It's never a day off. It's just a day off one thing so you could do another. Bro, because it's the journey. You got to love the the journey, doing the little steps, getting there. It's not about finishing and eating the cake. You want to enjoy it. That's right. That's right. They said uh, Michael Jordan is uh, about Michael Jordan's life. Once he's done with basketball, like, where's the where's the glory? Like, the glory's on the court. The glory is when they're taking pictures of you and you're on ESPN and you're dunking with your tongue out. And, and you know you're winning championships, and people are picking you up and dumping Gatorade. That's the glory. That's the process. That that's all of it, dude. After that, like, what is it besides chilling at your crib and you know doing numbers on the computer? Like the glory's gone, man. The fans, the sound, the the you know stadium, like the lights, the energy. You know what I imagine it like, bro. When we when we are done with the show or done with an event, you know when you're wrapping up and you're putting the cables away and you're like, shit, it's silent here. <laughs> that's how that's how I imagine retirement, bro. I'm like, the hell with that shit. <laughs> right, because because everyone went home, dude. Everyone went home. The show is done. The process is over. And you got there's you got to love the process. I don't, I don't really want the process to stop. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Nah, because when it stops, that's when you stop, man. Bro, I'm talking about stopping and going. What was your dream or aspiration as a kid? So before anything came out, whether you were hustling or selling dope on the street, what did Mike want to do? Did he want to become a president? Did he want to? I don't know, man. What was your aspiration? Hey, let this just be known. I was not no big, big hustler or nothing. I wasn't putting <laughs> pounds or <laughs> like that. When I say I was selling weed, it was just a you know, you know, some, some small man, some light. I wasn't on no Pablo Escobar shit. All right, but uh, yeah, but as a kid, and obviously we all had these cliche dreams. So I, you know, I told my mom that I wanted to be a heart surgeon, and half of it might have been, you know. For the interest of you know surgery and heart surgery because I knew it was so important how many people died of heart attacks but I feel like the other half was just to make her proud like wow my son wants to be a heart surgeon so I feel like you know as children what we want to do is a little bit influenced by what we're told in the world 
And like, we don't really realize what we want to do until we've uh, experienced life a little bit, um, you know, and after I, after I experienced life a, a little bit, obviously I wanted to do me everything I wanted to do. I did and I'm doing so, you know, yeah, the little kid wanted to be a heart surgeon, a brain surgeon, and just some type of surgeon, but life didn't take him down that path. Life uh, took a couple turns and evolved into something different. And it, it took good turns, bro, because it, it evolved to a surgeon of production, a surgeon of modeling. You, you kind of did, you know, and become a surgeon with yourself. Enough, I do marketing for a surgeon now. And I get to see surgery every day if I want. So well, you let me know, bro. If he needs a snake or any type of setup for his office, we got him, man. <laughs> I got you. Bro, so a surgeon was the aspiration as a child. Do you consider something or someone in this world an inspiration? So is there anyone in your life at this point where you consider them not an idol, but they're an inspiration to you, whether if it's a person or an animal, maybe? Um, you know, I'm proud to say that I'm inspired by a lot of people that I have close to me in my life. Um, there are friends around me right now that I have that inspire me every day just by their creativity and their, their work ethic and their drive and their morals. Um, and then there are, there are those like, like women in my life that inspire me as far as their soft kind, like compassion that they have for people and for things and for animals and plants. And like, just their perspective is a lot, I would say warmer than mine. So they inspire me to, to be more loving and, you know, have a softer side, you know, so they inspire me in that kind of way. Um, as far as um, inspire me and motivate me and as far as my drive and work ethic, I keep a few entrepreneurs in my circle that I, I consider, you know, mentor type. Um, so they inspire me as far as where they're at in life, how they got their struggles that they went through were just as hard, if not harder than mine. So I know if they can do it, I could do it. Um, and I know there's, there's gotta be like multiple animals that inspire me because some of them in this world are the odds are stacked way against them more than we are like human beings like the odds are stacked against us because of government and religion and all of that right and the power is money and all that right but but in the food chain there's so many animals with the way more odds against them and they survive and you know just to be able to to uh to witness that is an inspiration to uh of how no matter how much odds are stacked against us, we if they could do, do it, we could do it too. We could survive as well, you know? Bro, so that itself is an inspiration because 
all of us are a part of an evolution of what animals, right? So if you you pretty much mm-hmm. just laid it out simple, where it's like everybody is me and me is a reflection of them, and that's what makes you happy, you know, because you you don't put nobody above yourself, but you know that you're fucking unique. And that's what makes us every one of us special. You know, it's not being above anybody. It's not being below anybody. But it's more like once you accept that glory where you're at and you know you're a fucking king, then everybody around you is a king and queen, too. And going back to what you said about sure. girls or, or females, bro, let's appreciate females, bro, because they have a type of mindset that take us to different levels. And if you are a female of quality, if you are a female of value, you are going to push anybody to another level, whether if it's a guy that you don't talk to on a minimum, but by you being in that presence, it's going to change you. I can feel it. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I love that about, about the women around me. They just bring, they bring that out of me, you know, and I get to see, it's kind of like being a grizzly bear, but like with a soft side, like, you know, there's only someone there that could calm the storms. And uh, it's because of all the love, just just genuine, sincere love they give their mom, their a stranger, uh, an, an animal and you, you know, like. That that's that's that inspires me all the time about women. Yeah, man, they, they are truly underestimated, I would say. But what are spiritual techniques that you utilize on a daily? So what I mean by that is like, what is the technique that you do habitual? Like, do you put on some special underwear or do you wear a special shirt just to make you feel different? No, um, I I would say lights are one thing, like the colors are energies as well. So I always try to have like, if I can, if there's some type of lighting in the room that I could change and manipulate, I kind of do to like adjust to my mood. And then, um, as like I said before, it's like more breathing, more listening. And when I say listening, I mean to myself, to to the to the voice inside. And that's really my techniques that I use, like. Sometimes the gym is a great one. Going for a walk is another great one. And I come up with so many great ideas on a walk. It starts, the walk starts off as self-reflection, always ends up as this creative plot that just formulates as throughout the walk, you know? But um, it's just like, I need to write this shit down now. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I, I used to paint a lot and draw drawing was one of them a long time ago but there's a lot of different uh ones that uh that i use and sometimes you believe it or not aromatherapy is a great one it's like so you get you get like off of like the smells or you just like feel at a higher state yes yeah so like it helps with your when you're doing like breathing, you're listening to your inner voice and like you have some type of aroma coming off, like it kind of helps you alter your state of mind from where you're at to more like 
in here and you're able to dive deep. At least for me, it helps me dive deeper inside than, than being aware of around me. Damn, bro. I have never actually talked about aromatherapy on, on any of the podcasts, and that's pretty interesting. You know, a lot of people practice breath work, but nobody really talks about that sense. Um, do you feel like you tapped into certain things while you're doing aromatherapy or you achieve certain states of mind? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's different aromas for different uh, for different vibes and everything, but I like to uh, I like to have more of a Zen state of mind when I'm when I'm uh, using aromatherapy, and uh, it just feels good, man. It gives you a, uh, your breath when you're breathing, like it just feels better, you know. And and um, I do think it has a great influence on on where you go, state of mind wise. It sure. makes sense, bro, because like if you're going to the club or you're going somewhere and it stinks, or you're going past the somewhere and you see a group and you just feel that vibration whether if it's the people whether if it's where you're at but some some smells you just don't agree with and i can say <laughs> the same thing for vibrations you know exactly exactly they play hand in hand yeah that's for sure bro do you know of any animal that you find resemblance or attributes Oh, you said you find a lot of resemblance in a lot of animals, but who is it that you point out in the nature spectrum and you're like, that's Mike? Um, see, normally I'm a Leo, so normally I would say a lion, right? But I feel like all a lion does is hunt and chill. And I ain't got time to chill. A lion does. So I can't really relate to the lion as much as I'd like to. Um, as much as the Leo in me would love to say, you know, the lion is my animal. Um, even though I feel him on some levels. I would say if there's an animal that that just works his ass off, no matter what, that's me, you know? And I wouldn't say it's the ant because the ant kind of works for someone, you know? And he's catering to, like, this person, this empire. Uh, it'd have to be an animal that worked all the time just for itself, just just for its own well-being, you know? A like honey 20, badger. 24-7, yeah, like, you know? Yeah, like honey badger just looks out for itself, bro. Like, have you seen honey badgers? You know what I'm talking about? Wolverines? No, yeah, I've definitely seen them, and they, you know, they got a little aggressive side to them, too. Um, so I don't know why they call them honey badgers when they're not that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the term honey badger, I think, came from, like, the, the, the inventor or the person who stumbled upon them. I'm not sure of the quite story, but the wolverine is what they refer to in other terms. But he always secludes to himself. He looks after his little empire. But that little empire feeds different ecosystems around him. 
So if he's crevicing a hole, that's going to feed snakes and other gophers to go in there and have some type of ecosystem. But the honey badger tends to migrate every so often. So when he migrates, he creates this other big world for other animals to come and live. But he continues to leave a footprint no matter where he goes. So I feel like maybe a honey badger, bro. We're going to roll with that for for a while until I... <laughs> until i resonate with one but yeah that seems more suitable for me um like i said even though the leo and me would love to say it was a lion as much as i observe like the lion's life he 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 chills like a lot more than i do <laughs> so so it's gonna have to be the honey badger g <laughs> <laughs> have you ever looked at like gone to a museum and you're like damn that animal is badass just because the way it looks or any animal that catches your eye yeah yeah um i i think a lot of reptiles and um and amphibians catch my eyes um, a lot more than mammals, uh, I have to say. And one that is fascinating to me is a frog. And I know it sounds weird, but I just feel like the evolution of a frog um, is a lot of, resembles a lot of the evolution of the human being. Um, as far as being a sperm versus a tadpole, uh, living in water to breathing air and growing limbs. Um, so to me, it's just fascinating uh, the resemblance. And I don't know why science doesn't tap more into it. Um, I, I feel like it's because they've categorized the species as mammals versus amphibians. But I think if we dive deeper, there's a lot more similarities than we think um, in between some of these species like amphibians versus mammals or, you know, reptiles and insects. But that's just so, bro, that's fucking interesting because we do have something called the reptile brain. So as a, as a human, we do have this part in our brain that kind of reacts to the same way these animals react. So we are evolution from these animals at one point in time mike was a lizard or he was a rhinoceros or some shit but that process and some people have it at a higher definition where they have quicker eye movements or they can see certain things that other people can't see and that's the qualities that make us special but as a reptile bro i can see that on a daily where i look at these animals and they're they're feeding off of my vibe and i'm feeding off of their vibe so if I continue that cycle, that's how I can expose them to you guys. Like, I can't just take up a, a snake and put them in front of models and, and it's kumbaya. I got to yeah. put in that work. I got to touch yeah. it. I got to experience it. And that way it can be calm and tame. Right. Yeah. Sure. Bro, like it, it, evolution is, is insane. But if when you're an embodiment of it, you, you accidentally start speaking it. And that's what you're doing, man. <laughs> I know. Bro, are you willing to share a certain practice or something under your game that you've never shared anybody or to anyone on this podcast tonight about you? Something that you do to hustle out or a technique that you would like to share the public? Um, 
I've been on a lot of podcasts, so I'm pretty like transparent as far as my practices, um, only because uh, we didn't have a pops growing up and um, we didn't have any, you know, role models to teach us about everything that's important, like, you know, the credit game and, and, and the, you know, paying your taxes and starting a business and using that business, you know, for, for your bills instead of your social security number. Like there's a lot of loopholes that I wish I would have been put on game. So I try to be as transparent as I can um, when doing interviews. So I feel like I have shared a lot of my, um, my habits. Um, If I could think of one that I haven't shared too much on um, would probably have to be I feel like um, it could be something that's uh, that I try not to make a habit anymore, you know? Um, So I'm trying to make a habit out of breaking habits. (laughs) 2140, bro. 2140. Takes 21 days to create a habit, man. And um, so... So, you know, the habits of, of, of giving in to temptation and uh, the habits of um, making people happy, those, those habits right there are so detrimental to your success. Like, you want to make everyone happy and you want to give in to temptation. Those are short-term decisions. So your long-term goals will never get accomplished if you're giving in the short-term uh, temptations and stuff like that. So um, part of my habits is to like not giving in to the temptations um, that are temporarily right there in my reach um, just for that, that moment, because I know that long-term uh, it's going to slow me down. And, um, it's been a sacrifice. So one of my habits has been sacrificing the short-term pleasures of today so I could benefit off of it in the future. And it's hard. It's Kill pleasure. Hard, man. Kill because pleasure. You, you let people down, but it shouldn't be your burden to bear because you let someone else down. That person has to understand you where you're coming from and where you're going to to be selfless enough to not make you feel guilty about letting them down because if that person had the best interest for you they would understand that and they wouldn't feel like you let them down at all they feel proud of you for sacrificing what you're sacrificing for your long-term goals so yeah, bro. that's part of my that's part of my habits right now, man, is cutting off cutting cutting out all of that distractions and and making other people happy and uh giving into temptations. We gotta cut those habits. And you gotta make cutting yeah, bad habits a habit. 
Yeah, man. It, it, like I was saying, that 2140, bro, it takes 21 days to create a habit, 40 days to break it. 40 days. That's all it takes. You know, if you can commit 40 days just to say, no, I'm going to stop talking to all these girls. I'm going to stop doing all these things just to keep my head straight. Things will start changing. Stop sharing, stop sharing your bodies with multiple people. Stop sharing your body with multiple energies at once. If you're going to share your body, pick a partner. If you're not going to be serious with that partner, be transparent. But but still just have one exclusive partner because you're going to you're going to find yourself in in a, in a world and you're going to find yourself unhappy and maybe in a bad situation so it's a distraction man um guys that i feel like guys that are caught up in the girl phase have not grown up yet and exactly, i know bro. that sounds hard it sounds harsh but it's the reality of it, bro. If you were grown and you were focused, you wouldn't have time for all them shorties. You wouldn't have time to to try to. It's your time to shine, bro. The ladies, man. It's not about that. Um, you know, we all want a little companionship, but uh, pick one. Pick one that's good for your soul. Pick one that's good for where you're at in life, and um, one that's good for your energy. Uh, and your frequency, uh, if they're bringing your frequency down, bro, gotta go. Got to go. Absolutely. It's like a match to energy, bro. And and that's not only with like female relationships, but your homeboys too, man. They could have some type of energy going on or some shift, but you let them in too far and they're going to break something, bro. My people around me have been specifically chosen to be around me. Mm. If they're around me daily, mm. they are specifically chosen they were not homeboys from before i grew up with none of that they're specifically chosen and it's for a reason there's a certain morals they have and certain um guidelines they go by and um that's that that's why they're around me and that's why i'm around them it's, it's a mutual decision and um they're specific about who's around them as well so <laughs> real you are who you attract, bro. You are who you attract. Yeah. Bro, if you had one piece of advice to offer anybody or any entrepreneur, what would it be? Besides the whole pleasure thing, we we understand, you know, pleasure is very oh, important. Yeah, yeah, no, that was just uh that was just my like habit that you had a break. Um uh, um entrepreneurs out there you want to do some do it who uh, the opinion that anyone has is erroneous like it doesn't exist those people project their you know fears onto you because they don't know how in the hell you're going to make that happen you can't you can't show someone a picture before you paint it it, like if it's coming from your brain and it's a totally unique picture that's never been made before then how could you in words explain that so they can visually see it they're not going to be able to you have to paint that picture first you have to put in all that work and whether or not they want to support you is on them you don't need you don't need anyone's validation or you know 
green light to go ahead and do what you aspire to do. Um, and it takes a lot of failing. Like very rarely does someone set out to do something and just everything went so freaking smooth. Um, some people try a hundred businesses before they get one right, but boom, they become millionaires, close to billionaires. So never stop being inspired, never stop innovating, never stop creating, never stop, you know, dreaming about uh, what you want to do. And when you find out what you want to do when you have that passion, like literally you have to see it, smell it, taste it, be there, see yourself there every day. You know, I wanted a certain car. I, I, I just envisioned myself in it and I got it, you know. Um, I wanted a, uh, a business and I just started taking the steps to do it and I got it, you know. Um, literally, you make your own destiny at this point. Um, there's really no limitations but your own mind. And if you're the type that get influenced by what people say, then that's your limitations right there. So you need to... In order to not have any limitations, you need to be able to listen to yourself over like that voice inside your head has to be the loudest voice in the room. And it, that's yeah. the one that's un, that's the one that's unheard. No one hears that voice but you. So it should be the loudest voice in the room. I don't care what anyone else. I, I might, you know, that's a good dream and all. But, you know, you ain't even got the money to 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 to, you know to fund, you know, what you got to do to, to, to open up, to do the first steps of, yeah, but I could get the money because I have mm. the work ethic, make that money. And I know how to save that money so I can purchase what I need to purchase. These mm. are, these are fears people, you know, put on you. So literally have no fear when you're an entrepreneur, you're a risk taker and you are self made. So no one's going to make you. Like, no one's going to make you a star, make you whatever it is you want to be. No one's going to make you that but yourself. So entrepreneurship is about being self-made. So no one, no one's opinion matters. No one's. No one's, and bro. your vision, your vision is your vision. So no one can see out of your eyes. No one can feel out of your heart so Boy, if that don't tell you it right there, it's all up to you. Entrepreneurship is all up to you. It's a solo gig, bro. And you might have something so special that you're able to convince other people um, to ride along with you. And that that's a blessing. You know, you're starting to get your team together, expanding or whatever. But in the beginning, it starts with solely you. And you can't expect to be, you have to expect, to be your own secretary, your own accountant, your own marketing team, your own, you know, janitor to clean up after yourself. Like you are the full business until you get to a point to where you can start expanding that. But if you're an entrepreneur just starting out, it is just you. It is just your vision. Understand that you don't need anybody's validation to get going and to start kicking off your business. Mm -hmm. it's just you brother that's all it takes that's that's very inspirational bro because it's 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 whatever every entrepreneur wishes to be but 
it takes that grind, that grit. If you can't get that grit done, you're not going to get shit done. Bro, we talked about the resemblance of the animal. We talked about what animals you like. Could you see who your spirit animal is? Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about the spirit animal. Like I said, um, growing up, I always told everyone I'm just a lion. That's my spirit animal, right? But as you grow up, you start to see different perspectives and that honey badger sounds more like me than a than a lion does you know so spiritually i'm in my head a lot you know um spiritually i'm in here more than i am out there so spiritually i wouldn't have any eyeballs i don't think and i might not even have ears you know but I'm still changing the world around me somehow because I'm seeing from within. That's why my 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 photography videography page is called Internal Eye, because Internal. yeah, because I'm projecting stuff that I see internally to the outside world. So if, if there's an animal out there that doesn't see or hear, but is still interacting with the world around it, then that's my spiritual animal. Yeah, almost like a, the, the beginning stage. You've degraded yourself so much. Like the, the questions that I asked before were to know who you like, but you've degraded your soul so much where you, you, you not, not to say you became whole, but you have a true essence where you you don't give and i've always used this metaphor before bro and i'm going to tell it to you because it might make sense to what you're explaining what if we were all blind you know how how would we see the world you know with purity and that's what you're explaining to me right now your your spirit animal has some type of purity mm -hmm. the snake is is death right it doesn't have ears but mm -hmm. it's also partially blind because it, it, it goes off of his vibration. So a snake doesn't see the full spectrum of everything, but it sees infrared, which it, it sees the heat or the notion of the energy. So I think you, you might have like the, the heart of a serpent, bro. Like it, a snake constantly is evolving, but it's constantly consuming everything. It's crazy because they, uh, they do consume everything and they do evolve, but they shed their skin. And uh, they leave the Every past month. in the past. Every month, Ooh. and I'm, I'm, I'm monthly. I shed my skin just about monthly, if not weekly. <laughs> like, I'm on a growth that's like, I don't know how praying mantis is. I don't know if they shed their skin more frequent, but like, I'm shedding skin, dude, just about every freaking week or day. It's constant evolution, man. It's evolution. You got to listen to that song by Joyner. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Joyner. He has some substance to him. Yeah, bro. It's all about that anatomy. Bro, since we got done with the questions, I'm going to ask you these uh, last hot seat questions. 
What would you do okay. in the point of uh, time if you were offered one or the other, modeling or acting? I'm going to go acting for sure. I feel like, um, you know, modeling is cool and everything, but acting would give me the opportunity to show my diversity um, and my depth at the same time. I feel like social media pictures and modeling and magazines and stuff like that, it only shows you the, the surface of me, which is how I look, my style, um, and my physical features. But I feel like acting would be able to, I would be able to showcase myself spiritually, emotionally, um, and just like I said, substance and how, like the depth of me, like, it goes so deep, right? And you're not you're not able to see that resonate through as much in pictures and modeling, but acting would give me definitely the opportunity to showcase that to the people, sure. And I want to, I want that opportunity. Bro, it's like a painting, you know? Like you, when you're acting, you're, you're drawing something out. A painting can th tell you a thousand words, but one single word can't tell you nothing. You know, it's like, almost like modeling you know you go down the passerelle you come back you're modeling the clothing but after the show is done you know what is the image in that person's mind it's just the clothing it's not the actual acting that michael did it's not the persona that he portrayed and i feel like where i'm at in my life right now um i have to ignore emotion more than ever and acting would give me the opportunity to tap into those emotions more than I than I do on a daily. And it might be a healthy thing for me. Uh, and it just might feel good, you know, to cry. And even though it's acting, I had the opportunity to tap into sadness, sad things in my life, sad stuff that I might have not never cried about, which I needed to. So um acting could definitely be a form of uh outlet for me as well so like i said i'd love the opportunity to show the depths of my um, personality and spirit that's deep bro that's really deep man but it, it shows to the growth it really does bro public events or business events um that had, like <laughs> there's intent behind both there's intent behind public events because you tap into the community and give them an opportunity to experience something that might be either fun or informative um or just creative as far as publicly but business events um you know as a selfish decision would be more to grow um you know financially and um internally as far as you know growing my business or whatever so um it depends on the intent behind the question um because like i said uh they both have e equal um benefits to me um so it'd be hard to choose over both of them if i want if i'm talking about money and growth um yeah i can make that over public events but uh, um Business events are an uh, opportunity to network and um, grow your business, if not businesses, um, 
and collaborate with other businesses to expand your demographic. And then public events, like I said, is uh, more of a chance for you to tap in with the community and stay a part of the community um, and give the public uh, opportunity to, like I said, experience, you know, something fun or informative. It's a tough question. Um, you know, obviously putting a podcast out, I'd want to probably say public events just to seem like a very nice guy. But uh, now in uh, time in my life, um, I have to worry about me more than anything. So I would say business events. Uh, at this point in time in my life, I'd probably pick the business events just because I learn more there. I grow more there and my business expands more there. Definitely, brother. And I agree in the same way because uh, I'm selfish and I only care about myself. <laughs> but uh, Unfortunately, being public, just... yeah, bro, go being at a public event, you have more marketing points where you can make a sell, you can make a purchase. But when you're at a business event, you're creating a web. It's like you're, you guys are spiders. You know, if somebody could be selling cars, but I could be selling reptiles. Eventually, you're going to need me. And eventually he's going to need me. You know, it, it's always a retrospect. And if you go with that when you're in a business event, then obviously it's more valuable to you that because we care about what's going to happen in the future. What's monumental, not what's going to succeed, be my success right now, which is a public event. You know, I, I see like public events are more like a personal sell, a personal contact when public, it's like I'm growing and expanding. Yeah, definitely, bro. We're on the same page there. <laughs> <laughs> collab or no collab? And we can go depth into that question because we touch base on it. But collab or no collab? Yeah. Like I said, man, um, my philosophy is collab as much as you can. Um, just because of the, the world that we live in today, um, that's it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? So um, what you know could get you so far, but who you know could get you a lot further um, just because certain people have keys to doors that are uh, exclusively locked. Um, so mm -hmm. you would definitely want to collab as much as possible, especially if you're in a business that um, is like a, you know, consumer based. You want to widen your demographic as much as possible and um, open up your audience uh, bigger than you could, uh, you know, beyond your following and your reach. Uh, collaborating is probably the best way to do it. Plus, it, um, it it's a great, it's a positive vibe versus competing. Because if you're collaborating, you're competing, right? So competing mm -hmm. leaves a little bit of a negative energy in the air like yo this guy is a threat that person's a threat they're competing uh and what if somebody slams you you know what i mean like they you know like you were on the wrong side of the competition instead of collaborating right so for me it would be collab for sure over no collab now let's talk about the pros and cons bro i'm glad you said that it's a pro but as being in both sides of the industries there's people that reach out to both of us. Let's collab for free. You know, my reach will be this and that. Do oh, you yeah, think yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a prime it's it's a primary where we gotta say it rates, you know, you give me my rates, I give you my rates. You know, it's like it's respect yeah. because it's my time. Okay. 
but as well as the creator's time too. Sure. Um, well, obviously, I uh, it's just like your friends, your circle, uh, your tribe. You pick, you pick and choose who you have around you. So you pick and choose who you collab with. Um, I wouldn't collab with just anybody, of course. Um, yep. There is a certain prerequisites, I would say, hypothetically, that um, people have to meet. Um, that's just in my opinion um, before I could even consider collabing with them. And uh, that's nothing personal. That's just where I'm at as far as level-wise um, and um, mindset-wise. If some, someone doesn't share the same values as I do, I'm probably not really going to collaborate with them just because it doesn't follow my you know, pro, uh, image or, or whatever that I'm setting out there, my business model, right? So um, you definitely want to be specific uh, when choosing who you collaborate with. Because there could be cons, like you said. Um, some people might not match that same image or vibe as you, and it might not be a good result for collabing with them. And some people might stop following you, stop being your customer, stop, you know, believing in you regard because you might have collabed with the wrong person. So you definitely have to make sure somebody is, uh, whoever you do collab with, they kind of share the same core values that you do. Absolutely. And it's very important because it, it it fucks with you and it messes your money, too. And that's something that nobody should mess with nobody. You know, it, it, if it messes up your your skill set where it messes your your paycheck or whatever is your livelihood, whether if you're selling or producing or modeling, it's going to affect your pocket if you meet the wrong people. So that's very important, bro. Bro, pre-workout or no pre-workout? No pre-workout, man. No pre-workout. My my pre-workout is the end results that I see in my mind. Um, that gets me going enough. I mean, you know, the pain that I go through that I don't express, that gets me motivated enough. Um, you know, the games that I see every day, though, that gets me motivated enough, you know. I just let life circumstances be my pre-workout. I don't need pre-workout. That shit makes you jittery and pretty much is pretty most of the time is not even good for you. So no pre-workout mm -hmm. on my side. That's for Hell sure. yeah. R and B or hip hop. Um today's hip hop, R and B over that today's hip hop. But uh back in the days hip hop, you know, would have uh probably been my first pick but um if we're talking about 2023 then i'm probably going with r&b all day man i can I like feel you there i like to think over over rapping about you know girls and and jewelry and you know things that most people can't attain right now so i'd rather just sing about stuff that i feel mm. yeah man you're you you're um Philosophical, I can feel that from you. Yeah. Meat or no meat. <laughs> Man. That's crazy because I'm I consider myself a part-time vegetarian. It has to be, you know, whatever mood I'm in or you know how I feel that day, um, how my stomach feels, how my energy feels. And that'll dictate whether I'm eating meat or not that meal or that day. Uh, um 
Sometimes I just have, you know, veggies and potatoes and noodles and, you know, cornbread or whatever the case may be. Um, it, it, it mostly looks like a bunch of sides and no meat. And people are like, what are you doing? It's just, just my feeling that day, my energy that day, you know, just not feeling the meat that day. And then there's some days where I go out and I have a nice juicy steak or uh, some, you know, chicken breast with, you know, rice, veggies. But um, I can't decide whether it's meat or no meat. I'm a part-time both, you know. That's that's uh, that's something that I'm molding to. I just, I just, I can feel that moderation. I just stopped eating meat about three years ago. And I broke my habit, I want to say, about a week ago, seven days ago, yeah. tops. What would you eat? But Fish, I, uh, chicken? Pork belly. I had pork belly and pho. So I, I hadn't eaten wow. meat for three years, bro. Wow. He went straight for the pork. My God, <laughs> nut. Wow. He went straight for the pork. Bro, my, the next no day... Time. My melt, my me- metabolism was going somewhere, bro. I was shitting water for a week. <laughs> That's what that pork belly do, man. I don't eat pork belly. There's a lot of meats. There's a lot of meats that I don't eat, and um, it's just a decision. It's not a religious thing. It's not a influenced by nobody. Just influenced by my own subconscious, just telling me, yeah. We're, we don't like that, Mike. We don't. We don't like that. And I'm like, yeah, we, don't. <laughs> we, don't, we don't mess with that meat. That we look at it. Uh, definitely not that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That was a good pork belly, man. I, I hadn't had bacon forever. Part time, part time, huh? Uh, well, man, if if yeah. you could keep that diet for a constant, I would say you're on a diet of happiness, you know, because if you, if you're, you're asking yourself, you know, if does this make us happy, I'm pretty sure you're happy at the end of that meal, you know? Yeah. Diet or no diet, bro. Uh, well, what kind of diet is it? This is well, a gaining. Well, you kind of, you kind of asked, diet? you kind of asked that question in the be- or answered that question in the beginning. Cause you said you have a high metabolism so you always got to gain, right? You're always worrying about gaining. So do you put yourself on a diet to gain weight on a constant or is it just coming with the yeah. flow? Um, right now it's with the workflow, but that that's what uh, um, has been a challenge that I took in on, which is the balancing the workflow for the diet. Um, but my diet would have to be enough calorie intake a day to either sustain my weight or gain because if i went on a normal calorie diet which i think is like 20 something hundred for the average person i would lose weight i wouldn't gain weight i would actually lose weight and i wouldn't sustain it either so i do have to be on a diet i literally have to be on a um increased calorie diet (laughs) to where i have to eat more than the average person in order to just sustain my weight, um, not even gain, just sustain it. So my diet has to consist of at least 5,000 calories a day if I want to be at my goal weight and goal physique. That's a lot of side dishes, bro. You're eating a lot of potatoes and mac and cheese there. <laughs> Which are pretty much my fave, though. We're not <laughs> here. 
<laughs> Bro, that was the end of the show, my man. Do you have any questions for me? No. Uh, this was a long show. <laughs> yeah, I do. We do go extensive. I'm glad we didn't go to three hours tonight. Bro, yeah, I'm okay. glad you so actually you decided before. to... We, we've gone on three hours, almost four hours before, man. Oh, jeez. No. Oh, no. I can't keep talking like that, man. I, you know, I give people what I could give them, and that's it. I can't just give them everything. But uh, yeah, man. for you, man, what made you start this uh, podcast? Like, I know you were just, you know, uh, showcasing the animals and, and doing your thing as far as that. Um, and then all of a sudden, you started popping off with interviewing people. Is that a... Is that a, a strategy and a tactic to get your uh, your other business um, um, recognition and to get you known as a personality out there, as a person who handles, you know, um, exotic animals or, you know, reptiles and insects and stuff like that? Is this yeah, like bro, a, like a tactic and strategy? It's not a tactic, but I've always felt like I've I've had some type of like voice to talk to people. Um, I've been on the radio for Watson Chevrolet. You know, I worked for selling cars for about I want to say six months, and then I left off to for life insurance to Vegas. And I've always had that that type of persona where I can I can have a conversation no matter what geographic you are, what who you are. You know, I've always had some type of connection with someone, and. I, I just decided one day it just hit and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start podcasting and I, I can say I know some people, man. And some people are out of my spectrum like you, your model, you, you, you pr do production. I breed reptiles and I sell, sell reptiles yeah. nowhere near to what, what both things do. So my perspective or my, my challenge here is to bring people that are outside of the community and bring them into my reptile community so that the reptile community can grow with with bountiful people because there's there's people that are shitty in lots of communities but if we can bring people from other perspectives of the world to my world i think it could be great because we we host expos we have people coming for conferences we go all over the united states you know and it it's an expansive area for other venues not just us but other venues Interesting enough, we uh, we agree more than we disagree, and we have uh, similar perspectives on a lot of uh, the topics that we touched on. And I feel like our uh, philosophy kind of uh, resembles as well. That's kind of interesting, you know. You coming from your reptile community and your love for uh, animals and what you do, and then. Uh, the realms that I'm in are all totally different, but we kind of mentally relate. Absolutely, bro. And the main end goal would be with the people that I bring on to this podcast, because my end goal is to have a sanctuary for kids who were on the streets, who were drug dealers, who are homeless, because I was one of those products. There was a program called Youth Build back in 2016. I was homeless, living on the streets, my wife was pregnant and we joined this program where for one week we would build houses for low income families. And for the other week we would go for our high school diploma. So we would drive out to Rio Rico or Nogales and build houses for Chicanos por la causa or for any other foundation. So my end goal here is to bring these animals to these kids so that they can finish their high school diploma 
And then they can also have other attributes of the world, like modeling. Like, let's say they want to get into production industry or, uh, industry or become a DJ or whatever it's, they're calling, you know. And if I can bring these speakers that I bring on to these podcasts to come and talk to these kids, to give them inspiration, that's my end goal with this podcast, you know. Yeah. Bro, I'm very glad that you hopped on here, but brother, you, you clocking out. My man, are you there? You disconnected there, bro. You there? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, yeah. I was gonna say that's dope, man. That that uh, that you have the opportunity to do that um, just through your platform alone, and I'm here for it, man. We're all here for it. That's pretty dope. Appreciate you, brother. I do want to say from the heart, bro. I appreciate you not coming over. There was supposed to be face to face interview, uh, but hopefully you can come down and maybe check out the facility or check out the stuff or do a photo shoot with some snakes. Um, but as you know, man, my daughter has been going under febrile seizures and it's something that she's had for the past two years, but we don't know when it's going to happen when she has high fevers and, you know, the hospital has to come or the, the paramedics come and check her up. And it's just the better ambient if you were in here. I'm glad nothing happened, bro, but I really appreciate that from the heart. Yeah, no doubt, man. And like I said, even if we had to cancel this podcast so you can handle what you had to do for your family. I would totally understand. I wouldn't feel no type of way, and I'd actually support that decision. So just anytime it comes with uh, anything to do with your family or whatever it is you have to do, man, I, I totally understand. Absolutely, brother. Well, we appreciate you for tonight, brother. Hang on to the to the room here. Don't, don't leave me yet. I'm going to say goodbye to the people, and I'll check back in with you, okay? Okay, bye. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining. This was episode 10 with The Life of Mike. Thank you so much as well for anybody who did tap into the comments. Ladies Exotic, Bosa Balls, KT, I appreciate every single one of you. Always much love. This was The Real George of the Jungle, that or The Spirit Animal Podcast.